yo, you want that raw, tough love where nobody gives a fuck about how you feel? <laughs> that nearest truth without error, because nobody is truly right in this world. You gotta listen to K and K Real Talk. Yeah, we're gonna give you all of the information you need to know about your dancing. K Real Talk. Check us out. Listen to us. But most importantly, do your own research. Hey, real talk. Don't trust nothing we tell you or anybody else. Do your own research. Find your truth. Real talk. Walk that journey with us. We're here to serve you. Baraka Real talk. From K and K Podcast, Real Talk with Kiva and Kahawia. We are a literary podcast that deconstructs information with the intention of uplifting the Black nation. Together, we also represent Afro Soulfly, a revolutionary brand that empowers members of the Afro community to express themselves fearlessly. Check us out at afrosoulfly.com. Sis, can you hear me? Hello? Hello? Hey, sis. Are you able to hear me? Yes, I am. I hear you pouring something, too. Some water. First time you sent me a link, and I'm on it the first time. Honey, I just was looking at the time like, oh, shit, I'm late. (laughs) (laughs) Let me tell you, I wanted to surprise you with my promptness, especially being out of town. Honey, you need to go out of town more often. <laughs> you got no distractions, because this is... Man, listen. You know what it is? The children are not around. I know, that's what I'm saying. Girl, when them children are around, my time just get all discombobulated. So, I got to do better with time management when it comes to the babies. Definitely. So I am ready. For the life of me, I could not remember where we started or ended, but I read everything. It was just, I ended up reading past the reading assignment, but that's nothing new. Um, honey. <laughs> I'm going to choose this moment to hold my tongue. Yes, hold your tongue. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Whew. So... We'll we'll delete all of that other stuff. <laughs> yes, we will. <laughs> but we started at page twenty-four. <laughs> okay. Hey y'all. Eart. You are listening to K and K Real Talk. We are back in effect. Yo, she <laughs> says that every time. Like we be going for months. <laughs> we do you know what it is? When we step away from this podcast and we live life, it is a coming back. Oh, okay. Because I'll be like, we ain't going nowhere. <laughs> we now, sometimes to... we go somewhere, right? But we ain't been nowhere. It's been a week. <laughs> that is okay. true. But, you know, we're back. Because 
think about the world of podcasters. Many of our sisters and brothers, they get lost in the wind. You know, they start off strong and then they disappear for some time. And I'm looking to grow old with you here, sis. Like, this is a, a source of um, therapy and revolutionary thought that's so needed because we are so silly and primitive on our day-to-day. Mm. Not even just using Mr. Neely Fuller Jr.'s word words, but um, that's the reality. You, you can see it in your own life and how we should structure ourselves and our positioning in life compared to the gamut of everyone else, of mm-hmm. all other cultures and family structures. They supersede us in all areas of activity. supersede us and we're just like oh i got a bag i get to travel i'm good we don't even travel to our native land we go to the european countries and think we're doing something Mm. you know it's so ass backwards our thought and i say this brothers and sisters not casting shame right reality checks are needed i still love my people i am fully in admiration of them because of us because we still manage to rise with all the obstacles are in the way but we need to rise as a collective we can't keep sprouting our weeds through the concrete we need to regrow our forests over it all Mm -hmm. so i hope you've been doing the studying for those that are listening for the first time we are deconstructing the book the united independent compensatory cold system concept by Mr. Neely Fuller Jr. It's the revised expanded edition. So get the book, because as Sister Kahawia always say, we is not no goddamn um well well we ain't we ain't the literary. No, we is a literary. <laughs> we ain't well, the audio we book. We ain't the audio book. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That exactly. part right there. And you know what? I wanna let y'all know my day, yo. If I see my little face out, I am catching up with the day. I legit, yesterday, when I got home from work, my brain cells were just so exhausted and depleted because I've been doing so much. I'm, y'all know, I'm writing my fifth book. I'm writing the fifth and sixth book at the same time. I am painting. I'm in business. I'm doing all the things. And yesterday, when I tell you I went to sleep, I went to sleep. I fell asleep and did not wake up until this morning. I slept for like 12 hours. And then this morning, woke up early as hell, did my reading, did some studying, took a shower and went back to sleep. And <laughs> But my body definitely is like, yes, we can, re- you know, we have recharged and we are ready for this week. We are ready to take on whatever is coming at us. I don't know if Sister Kiva has had a chance to look at my calendar yet, but these next couple of days is just booked to capacity. Yeah. And, um, I totally needed this rest. So, honey, I'm glad, you, I'm glad you started that out because that's a reminder for us all that when you need that recovery time, Take it unapologetically. You don't got to give reasons as to why you need to recover, even if that means to just go on for a drive or go to your favorite movie or whatever it is that makes you reset. Everybody has their way to reset. Do some more resets to get that stress out of you because keeping that stress bottled up inside, it does more harm. 
Yes, definitely do the reset. And I'm glad, honey, unapologetically, because when I told you I put my self-care focus on my phone and the way my self-care focus is set up, can't nobody get through. I don't give a damn who you is, what your emergency is, call the 911, don't call me, okay? And look, and I done got that beat, 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 beat from you, so I understand. Can't <laughs> exactly And you know what, when, when, when you are in that mode of self-recovery and people don't get it those are the people that's waving the red flag for you to dismiss yourself from mm-hmm. because you cannot spend time recruiting people to validate what you think you need to do for self mm-hmm. we get caught up in that waiting for people to validate our choices oh i want to do this let me get let me call up a few people you call a few people up they don't agree now your original opinion is white is whitewashed no mm-hmm. longer no you can't do that to yourself i mean and even in the reverse right if you have somebody that you want to reach out to you want to pour into pour into them send them a message and go on about your day Mm -hmm. if they you know the whole purpose of that is not for them to respond right away it's not for them to respond at all the message is for them they'll get it whenever they get it and you be accepting of that because this is something that you did from your heart space and you go about your damn day like mm-hmm. that's okay like yeah. you have to get into the habit of pouring into folks on you know that we encounter on our day-to-day pouring into folks you know listen a kind word goes a long way so this is we're actually discussing code we're jumping into the book ahead which is great because the code of conduct that Sister Kahawia is mentioning is that when you have people in your world space that is causing you stress, you feel mentally, emotionally, maybe even physically drained, you still pour into them with positivity. Because oh, the I result... wasn't saying that. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, listen. I wasn't saying that. I wasn't saying for the people that's causing you stress. I was just saying for the folks that, listen, if somebody is on your mind <laughs> and you don't even necessarily want to talk to them, you just send no. them the thing. Huh? Even if they cause you stress, you're not going to pour into them or you want to just leave it at a dead end of fight and confusion? I mean, I guess you should, right? And that's the code, <laughs> right? <laughs> that's the code. Because according to Mr. Neely Fuller, he suggests we stay away, you know, 100% stay away from those who you are not getting along with or have conflict with. He's not promoting conflict. So make that clear. However, when you do engage, have it be constructive. And the only constructive method is peace. Mm-hmm. So remember those code of conducts because our ego and our plight for, you know, recovering whatever it is we feel we lost in a relationship, we can begin to attack and bring war and drama. Now, the universe, as I see it to be, and I can be wrong, always do your own research. And my life experience has showed me that what I give, I get. Mm-hmm. Even if I'm giving something that I think is negative to someone else that I feel they're deserving of, I have to be aware that that's coming back to me in some form or shape or size. So we have to be mindful of what we give into the universe that comes back to us. And that's not to be a walkover or a pushover. Definitely don't call up the person that, you know, did you bodily harm or something to that extent. But there are ways that you can balance out yourself to find peace in relationships 
especially with those that are attached to you. You're raising a child with someone. You need to always find a peaceful ground with that person, even when it's so difficult to do so. That child is depending on you. Parents, your parents in your life, you need to maintain peace with them. The very thing you don't like about them is the very thing you got to work on with your own self because we do pass on generational curses. Everything I thought wasn't, my, wasn't me happens to be me and happens to be my mother too. Mm. So, you know, taking accountability, but also recognizing that the process, it takes work. It's not a one quick fix, but we get to our goal when we are in a peaceful state. Now, when it's time to go to war, we're going to go to war, but we ain't at that chapter yet, so I ain't going to talk about it. <laughs> okay. Well, that, listen, Sister Keeva going to get me straight, y'all, because <laughs> okay. I did not say that. <laughs> <laughs> But you see the validity in it. And I wasn't saying you were saying it exactly. It was just yeah, like I see the validity. We're going to move on from that. So what is your practice, brothers and sisters? What is it but that you know we... what it is? I even see the validity, right? And according to Neely Jr., Neely Fuller Jr., um, code is not universal, right? It's a case-by-case basis. This yeah. code could apply to this situation and this code could not apply to another situation. Yes. So for me to address that, it'd have to be on a case-by-case basis. With that code, exactly. With that code, yes. Exactly. And there are some universal codes that he does put push out. Although he say it is an independent concept, I guess it's like that, that weird space where it's universal, but it's still an independent choice whether you want to take on that universal code or not. But he strongly mm-hmm. suggests certain codes to be used regardless of positioning within the structure yeah. of racism. Yeah, at all times in every speech, thought, or action. So let's start with what is your practice? Because the things that we do in life, the things that we say, the things that we think, those things either appeal and bring more acceptability into the practice of racism, white supremacy, or we can be moving in ways to dismantle it. Me, as a Black American, I recognize in the system of racism and white supremacy, we are appealing and accepting it full force. There is barely any resistance, and the resistance that do exist, it's so sheltered and small, and the confusion within those ranks is real. So our positioning as of now it's just small pockets of sprouts of understanding what's happening, but we're not moving as a collective unit. But this is not to be in the state of defeat, right? This is just a state of our reality. So how can I, as a Black American woman, what can I, how can I be the example? Because I too, I'm not just speaking on others as if they're doing something wrong and I'm doing something right. I'm also appealing and accepting the system of white supremacy racism. This is why we're breaking down this book. So, Mr. Neely Fuller, he breaks down six major racist strategies. Says you want to exp- say the, the six that exist, according to him? Racial classification confusion. Racial population dislocation confusion. Racial population tailoring confusion. Racial showcasing confusion. Racial sexual confusion. And racial white sacrifice confusion. 
Yes. So that's what I got like- from this. I was like, yo, I'll be on point with our titles because don't we got an episode clusters of confusion? Yeah, this we is sure a do. cluster <laughs> of racial confusion. It is. And it sounds like a lot. So we want to break it down for those that's listening. Like, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> because if you never put your hands and thoughts and focus on this material, it may feel like it's a lot, but it's better to understand oneself than to push it aside because the famous quote that Mr. Lally Fuller always said is that anything that you, if you do not understand the system of white supremacy, racism, then everything else that you do understand is going to only confuse you. So if you're in a space where you're not, like things happen in your world space, you see some catastrophic, excuse me, some catastrophic event, a child gets hurt or a person get hurt. It's just something happens. You're like, why is this happening? there's reasons as to why it's happening. And you can uncover those reasons if you take the time. Because I'm learning now as I age, I'm not so attached to every judgment day that occurs. People that are dying, people that are getting low, getting confused in the shuffle and buffle, I'm starting to see why it exists and I'm not so emotionally attached to it because logistically I have to continue to figure out how am I going to strategize my bloodline to survive? Can't say, you can't save everybody. You got to start with self. So when you recognize that component, like, I got to save myself. I can't save everybody. So now that I'm with self, what has happened? So Mr. Neely Fuller, he breaks down the six white, excuse me, six major white supremacist racist strategies. The first one he says, like Sister Kahawia mentioned, confusion. So if there is confusion code, then we need- But they all confusion. They all confusion, excuse me. They are all confusion, but the first one is specifically discussing the classification of racial confusion. So because there is a racial confusion code, maybe we need a clarity code. Mm. (laughs) So Mr. Neely Fuller, he asked, the question he asked about racial classification confusion for those that want to help or figure out how to move in this world. What can you as an individual non-white person do about racial classification confusion. So we're trying not to be confused. What can we do? So he gave some tips. And one of the biggest tips that he said is that we have to stop using terminologies that they gave us to describe us. Like, I'm African-American. I'm black. I'm brown. Yes. Say that you are a victim of white supremacy racism. Now you could say you're a black victim of white supremacy racism, but he's saying that that needs to be classified because when we take on all of these terminologies, what's being done to the black race on planet earth is not being adhered to or focused on. So well, there's it, white, there's non-white, and then there's the white supremacists also, you know, um, coded as a racist. Exactly. And I like that he brought that down, right? Because he also says, you know, all white people are not um, are not racist per se, but they can be racist. And if you're not sure, you're going to call them suspect racist. <laughs> or <laughs> that, um, you can suspect them of racism. Uh-huh. Um, and, and just because they move as a racist does not make them a white supremacist. Exactly. Because in order to be a racist, you have to have money. So if you at work, if John is at work with me, he ain't a racist. He a white person. 
Mm-hmm. He has the ability to become a racist. He got get into some money, but he's not a racist because he has to have money. So understand the differentiation. But at the end of it all, they're still a part of the same rank. So that's one of the first levels of confusion. No longer identify yourself as something other than non-white victim of white supremacy racism. Mm-hmm. So that's that's a, um. Honestly, I must say, I haven't been sharing that. When someone asks me who I am, I say I'm Black American. So I'm going to exercise saying I'm a victim of white supremacy racism at all times. And I'll get back to you guys with the responses of that. Because I don't I don't practice that. Have you, Kyle? Honey, I, see, for me, I guess, you know, folks ain't even been asking me what the hell I miss. <laughs> and I think it's spirit, right? <laughs> <laughs> you got that, you know, because I'm an open spirit, so everybody comes to me. You have that door shut, like, bitch. <laughs> is you is you sure you're gonna talk to me? Are you sure you're gonna talk to me? And nine times out of ten, you may not even want to talk to me because you may not even like what's on my shirt, right? My shirt <laughs> may be something. It's definitely an Afro Sofla shirt. My shirt could definitely. Easily be about masturbation. It could easily be about sex in some light. It could be about orgasms. It could be about what's going on with you. It could be about you know even just having my my hoodie of um, explaining that I'm a victim of white supremacy. A lot of what I create is for the purpose of being agent provocateur, um, and a I lot like of people that. don't be wanting to have that conversation. So I weed out the folks just by what I'm wearing. So a lot of folks don't feel comfortable just approaching me with some bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> so I haven't had that. But, you know, like on applications, you know, where I have to identify myself racially, um, I have put Hebrew before. Okay. I, I haven't filled out an application recently where I've had to. Um but I always put something in the other box. <laughs> but yeah. I, I most certainly look forward to having something where I put victim of white supremacy and see how that work out. Mm-hmm. So, and, and just as a reminder, brothers and sisters, this is another universal code that's strongly suggested because, again, this is an independent compensatory code system concept. So you're supposed to develop your own independent codes and systems based on your perspective and your lifestyle. But these are some universal codes that he goes over first. So consider it. I think it it will bring up a worthy um, construct. It will definitely bring people into your world that's not silly. Because a silly person is not going to be able to respond to that. Mm. They're not even going to further engage. So you know how to move people in and out of your life accordingly. The second one is dislocation confusion. Racial population dislocation confusion. So, according to Mr. Neely Fuller, racists will create a system of chaos, excuse me, of dislocation by poisoning the water system, creating a flood, doing some type of fires, destructing the land space so that people have to move. Honey, and when that shit said earthquakes, that had me look at earthquakes totally different. So, I'm not, hold up, so earthquakes is not a natural occurrence? According to Yash Karab, remember um, the teachers of Yash Karab, shout out to him, sevenstage.com. 
Um, and he's also on Spreaker. That brother shared that they have something called the harp where they can control the weather. Now, that is not my expertise, but I don't put nothing. Yeah, so I've me. heard of that, right? Um, in terms of, you know, the hurricanes, the tornadoes, the things. But I'm how the fuck you shake the earth? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, ooh, ooh. Yeah. I yeah. just highlighted that I, one I can't part. speak on that too much because I don't know. That's a great question. How the hell you do it? So do your research. We won't, you know, figure that one out. But not but and he's saying, how do you counteract that? So that's something that they do. So instead I mean, of- but another thing that they do that he didn't mention, they move in, right? Yeah, gentrification. gentrification. Yeah, they, they do. move in to force you out. They move in, they change things, and when they move in, rent goes up. Mortgage, you know, well, the shit your mortgage shouldn't go up. But if you haven't, you know, um, already bought the house, um, the housing market goes up in that area. Um, property taxes go up. The damn, the local businesses prices, all the things go up. Yeah, and so that's I, another way to force um dislocation. Yes, it is. So, what is his remedy? His remedy is that we don't wait to be dislocated, but we always are in a position to relocate. So um, this goes always be the- prepared to move swiftly. Get the fuck out of dodge. So our babies, when they hit the age of adulthood, you know, there's a, a there is a theme, a unanimous theme that I see among the children that I speak to and inquire and ask them what their goals and what they're working towards. The first concept, including myself, was to get a car, not mm-hmm. land, not a home. The first, as soon as I get my job, I want to get a car. So mm-hmm. a new code of conduct. Maybe we need to, not maybe, I think we strongly, I strongly suggest that we start encouraging our babies to buy dirt. Yeah. As soon as they are, they start their little job. Okay, now let's start looking at some land. Because now you can relocate somewhere mm-hmm. versus being dislocated. So our ill preparations can lead to our demise. Or not even relocation. If you get some land, you ain't got to relocate. This is my shit, bitch. You move. True, but underneath the system of racism and white supremacy, as he explained, if we're not in a position to maintain that position without it being a problem of being able to survive, then we may have to relocate. Remember the movie um, Harlem And that's where that car come in handy, so don't do one or the other. Do both. Yeah. Remember the movie Harlem Nights? A little bit. Ay, ay, ay. It's a classic. Okay, so... So I know the movie, but... Okay, so the code... It's showing the code acting itself out in the movie. So in the movie Harlem Nights, you remember the main character, Eddie Murphy, he messes around with a big mafia guy, and the whole team gets in trouble because of his interaction with the dude. So they want to kill off the team. And his father, which is Richard Pryor, says... We're going to get back at them, but we got to relocate. There's no way we can stay on their land space because they will kill us. So I only mentioned that movie is because we know where power is. We know that we're the powerless now. We can talk about ancient Egypt and that we're the parent people of humanity and all the great things we've done. Yes. But our positioning right now, we're at, we're at the bottom of this holding pole. We are not in a position of power. We're not. 
Mm-hmm. I don't care how many comforts they throw on us, how many cars, jewelry, clothes, houses. That shit means nothing. Until yeah, I how many Black of- Panther movies you watch? <laughs> Great movie, but <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly. Not so- perspective of our reality. Exactly. As long as black people are in a position where they need a foreigner to give them the needs and the resources that they have, that they need to take care of their family, then we're 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 dependents. We're depending on other foreigners to maintain ourselves. Unfortunately, that is the reality. So we have to face that reality to get past it and rectify it. So in saying that, the relocation versus dislocation is so important. Brothers and sisters that's having a conflict with someone of a different race and it's just going back and forth, don't stay in that space. The code of conduct from before and even now should be to just move away, disappear, go somewhere else. We stand our ground and die. How many martyring moments do we need? Mm-hmm. Don't be a, you know, that's a whole nother topic, but I just throw that out there. The third one is racial population tailoring confusion. So the man, he has a concept of confusion, how he dislocate, and now he talks about the tailoring, like how he keep it running, how he mm-hmm. man- how he manages it. And what he does is he kills non-white people. He kills them in certain certain places at different times just so that we won't overrun the population. And there's a good book by um, Dr. Frances Crutz Wilson called the ISIS Papers. She explains that the white man, in the pursuit of white supremacy racism, he has a huge fear of genetic annihilation. Mm-hmm. He's terrified that all the browns and white people come together and forget about racism because if so, the white race will be destroyed automatically. Yeah. If- and he does stuff like, you know, the Tuskegee experiments, they do shit like what's happening in Flint, Michigan with the water. That's what they do with police brutality. All the things is green light is open season on on black and brown bodies or non white people. Yeah, so we got to be careful about that. I was traveling, and it's funny how things work because I was traveling my plane. I, I missed my plane, and I was a little upset about it. But then I remember a thought I had on my way there. I had a, a connecting flight in Chicago. Now, for those of you that don't know, 500 missing women and children were reported in one mo- one month in Chicago, and it was never recorded. Excuse me, it was barely acknowledged. Now, now that I'm saying this, it may have been D.C. Do you remember? Let me see. I'm going to look it up because I don't want to misquote you, brothers and sisters. But um, sometimes we're derailed and we think, you know, man, why... Did this happen to me? But it can always be reasons. So as women, black women, we have to be careful because we have one of the highest ratings in um, being kidnapped. And it's not for sexual reasons all the time. It's um, the black market in regards mm-hmm. to organ harvesting. Um, and stem cells. We have better stem cells than anybody. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've been solicited repeatedly to give up my eggs. And their market, the picture is because in my um, field, it's not many women in the field, and they encourage us to give our eggs so that if we're, because we're so career driven, if we manage not to bear children during our ability to do so, 
then we can use our eggs at a later time with a surrogate. Um, now, I don't know you're going to keep them eggs on ice away from me. Honey. <laughs> he going to use them eggs and do whatever the hell he want to do with them. And how do I know I'm getting And my then come back and tell you, oh, well, unfortunately, none of what we collect from you was viable. <laughs> and what, what kind of information I got to know that um, that's the case? I don't know if that's true or not. So, yeah, that that is a bit. It was actually decent. 500 mm. human trafficking yeah that was reported so yes brothers and sisters please be aware of you know trust the energy that's around you sometimes we're delayed sometimes we're you know forced to do other things you never know why you know you want to keep your faith in that regard however well I guess I should say in addition to Mr. Neely Fuller strongly suggests so this is an issue that they have um, that we have they're trying to eliminate us at certain times, certain seasons to complete an agenda. You know, in their world, in mindset, it's not personal. I, it's, it's racism, white supremacy is a business. So you have your losses and you have your wins. Right. And it always seems sporadic to us when it happens. But the shit is well thought out. This <laughs> yeah. is a plan put in action. And it's, it's, it's also put in action to appear as though it's sporadic, um, sporadic, which is where the confusion comes in. But they ain't fucking confused. We're confused. Yeah, we are confused because we don't know their agenda and we don't even have an agenda of our own. Because you get and ten we of don't us have no room. counter agenda. No. Child, we ain't got shit. We ain't got <laughs> shit. <laughs> you know, it's so... <laughs> that's the Titans you repeating? <laughs> no, yeah. that's... um. Um, what is it? Is it the Titans? I think it's the Titans. We ain't do nothing, man. No, that's a different um no, it's um it's it's the great debaters. Oh great debaters. So do you remember when he was um he was with the sharecroppers? Yes. And he was trying to tell them, he was like, Listen, we got these people that's gonna help us, we got this. <laughs> the white guy was like, We ain't got shit. We ain't got shit. <laughs> like, you ain't got shit. <laughs> he ain't got shit. Like that's uh, what that was. It's a small moment <laughs> in the movie. Oh man, I remember that now. Yes. Ooh. So let's get some shit, all right? <laughs> the shit we're gonna get. <laughs> to combat Ooh. this system here of them trying to kill us is to now take care of ourselves. We Not even them trying to kill us, them continuously killing us. How we trying to survive? <laughs> and I was I would strongly suggest that we survive with food because they're killing us easy, just offering us all the foods that are not good for us. Control that palate, brothers and sisters. It's like, I got to have that bacon, egg, and cheese sandwich. No, you don't. I mean, they killing us with food, trying to convince us that it's good for us. With kale, man-made ass, broccoli, man-made ass, cauliflower, Um, man-made ass. We out here talking about something. We eating vegetables. And it's not the vegetables from your land. Because from my research and do your own, the best fruit and vegetables to eat is from your land space. Because mm-hmm. your body is living on the land space. So all the elements, everything that's happening in the space, the ground is absorbing it and re- reproducing products, which is food, 
to heal the body, but we're not eating from our land. At least if you live in the states of America. And it's better to eat in season. If strawberries the hell ain't in season in the time you eating them, you should not be eating them. Because this should be a question of where this shit came from. And going back to your land space, you know they come from your land space, so it was imported from somewhere. Yeah. So that goes back to us farming and gardening, and that's something that we all have to do. It it sounds like, you know, who wants to get into that world space? But those who build on that idea is going to be well ahead of the game. Because the ability to feed yourself, clothe yourself, and take care of yourself will remove you from the the systems that be that has you in such a dependent stage. Living in a city. Don't be thinking to yourself, oh, well, I'm going to keep eating this bullshit because I know Sister Keith and Sister Kahalia, they doing the right thing. So when it's time to, I'm going (laughs) to just go over there because, bitch. Yeah, you got another work. thing coming. Yeah, it's it don't work like that. Time. Community does not work like that. No, it doesn't. And you ain't invited. It could be, be a vetting process. You go and um, have them serve them a whole bunch of food and make them poop. <laughs> go to the bathroom <laughs> and see what that poop look like. Oh, you ain't ready to come in the community. You still eating bad. <laughs> what that urine looking like, honey? <laughs> Okay, we're gonna get back on track. So we on racial <laughs> showcasing confusion. Oh, this is this is our overclass. According yes. to Dr. Claude Anderson, he talks about an overclass. An overclass is our politicians, our celebrities. Those are the people that we don't tend to ridicule or even question, even when they deserve to be questioned because they got the nerve to be encouraging us to do one thing or the other. I remember when Oh, man, his name um, escapes me now. But during the the uh, COVID campaign, um, Dougie, Dougie Fresh, mm-hmm. he did an interview on live television on a news channel. It did a, uh, had a whole song about how everybody needed to take the shot. And then if you look at the whole campaign, well, after the song, you listen to the song and then they interview him quickly. They're like, so did you take the shot? He like, no. <laughs> so how you come up with a whole song to take the shot and you ain't take it and that's what he was paid to do exactly so we have to remember that these these people that are showcased as if they are in the position of leadership they are in a position of um taking care of their people because they're able to live comfortably they got garments and houses and drinks and vehicles. So you just want the experience. And that's a lot of times we align ourselves up with people that have more resources because we just want a different a difference of what we are accustomed to. But who put that insecurity in you? It's like the bird saying, man, I'm tired of being this damn tree. <laughs> I want to I be in the water. That's what people is. I wanna Honey, I want to be a fish today. I'm going to be a fish today and do their best to be in that water and confuse it. They don't know. And that's us. Somebody confused us severely. White supremacy racism is confusing us as a collective group. We must stop looking at these celebrities. And as if these politicians are in a position of true leadership and change, they are paid puppets. And if you want to put so much stock into your politicians, put that stock into them for real. Meet them at them damn city hall meetings where the shit count. Make them work for you. And the only like, way you want to make them work for you is if you pay for them. That's honey, just the bottom line. You that part. But listen, 
you want to be on the entertainment, you want to be seen, you you keep using those social media platforms to showcase your agenda in such a way where you are facing them damn politicians because that's one thing they don't want them. They um they should be in on the internet. <laughs> you so, really want to see some change? You show off at all them damn meetings. Yeah, no, you're right. Cause I and, and not just you. Uh huh. Fucking recruit your neighbors, recruit your people. Y'all all show up and y'all all show up with the cameras. That's how you at least start to get shit moving. But you just sitting at home telling Cardi B to run for some shit. What? Yeah. It, it, it's it's tough. Oh, they I'm have a... a platform. They should be doing this. Child, I just... And I don't even be getting into the conversation with the folks. When, when the folks start talking shit that don't make no sense to me, girl, I just I just don't even... I, don't, I just bow out gracefully. When it comes to the world of politics, I definitely am suffering in that world, too, because I do know that I, there's community board meetings that happens every so often that I should attend. There are local councilmen that mm-hmm. um, I should be, like Sister Kahawia mentioned. So there are areas, in all the nine areas of activities, there's some that we're strong, some that we're not so strong. However, when you're removing the drainers of your life and you're developing the algorithm of constructive behavior, you'll start to figure out how to balance all of these worlds. So I'm glad you mentioned that, Sister Kahawia, because I'm going to put that on my agenda. Because it's always Yeah, because there are things that practice. you can do to really get your voice heard. Like, yeah. and it starts with your local politicians. Yeah. Like, because those same local politicians, they need you to go up higher. Yeah. So yeah. you start off as a councilman. You start off as city council, but you got your eyes on the Senate. Who the fuck you think gonna put you there? Yeah, you can have money. You can have all the things. But if your press is so bad because you're not showing up and proving the way your community is insisting that you do so, a lot of shit is not gonna fly. And it's yeah. not gonna fly as easy as you wanted to. Well, I really, I'm, I'm not gonna, I'm not going to truly say how to combat this because I don't. Um, on on the level that Sakahabi has mentioned, she's. Well, I'm speaking versed. from experience. Yeah, I'm saying she's way better versed than me. I just want to add on to what she's saying, just understanding the code of conduct of being in the illusion of inclusion. Right yeah. now, we're not included in shit. Yeah. There's no even when we had our beloved Barack Obama in presidency, he did not do anything for blacks. Did not. And that's because we didn't pool our money in and force him to do anything. Mm-hmm. And according to Dr. Claude Anderson, many politicians say that blacks don't ask for nothing. We that's don't because we're, we're not because we're not doing what Sister Kahaba you mentioned. So we yeah, don't. that's a big problem. Not enough of us are asking. And those of us who are asking. They damn near on their deathbed and they trying to get the young folk to be involved, but the young folks too busy trying to twerk online. We too busy trying to get the most likes. We too busy trying to do shit for attention. We are too busy trying to be fucking entertained. And that's the problem. That is a huge part of the problem. Now, yes, the major part of the problem is that the system was definitely created and um, created, designed, and very well functions against us. However, there are still things that you can do. There are still strides that you can make. But if you're not even attempting to make them, what yeah. the fuck are you out here doing with your life? So don't allow them to racially showcase you. Don't allow people to have you up on stage uh, giving more illusion that we doing good as a collective because you got 
a raise in your salary. Honey. And if you are in that position, try to speak as much truth as you can as possible to eliminate the confusion. And there are some people that have taken those stances, and we need to do more of that because that is causing confusion when we avoid the blame that is supposed to be put on the white folks and the white supremacists. Because essentially, they're, as soon as a black person is put in a mix of something, the white man is no longer um, even considered. And they've purposely, strategically placed us in positions even for validation. Anytime they have a white artist coming, especially in the world of hip-hop, they put a few black people next to them just so they can validate it. Or they'll put us, I, I remember with the whole COVID situation, when they had our chief doctors um, stating what we should do and how we should counteract this virus, they put a black doctor up there. Honey, or even when they had that fucking vaccine, what was it, the Moderna? Oh, a black woman's behind that. But what percentage <laughs> is she behind it? <laughs> uh-huh. So they, they know used so places. many people was like, oh, I'm going to get the one that the black woman made. <laughs> <laughs> yes that's what we do we gotta stop doing that because when you do that that means you gave up on research you gave up on re- and this is, and at this time this is like the the most high the ancestors they gave us the ability to research with this device called the internet as evils mm-hmm. as the world is we still are capable of sharing and understanding and learning information and what we do with it It's like jumping, you have the chance to go and travel the entire world, but you just decide to jump up and down in one spot. Honey, never mind. The CEO for that company is a white man. Yes, yes. Um, So again, Sister Sister Kahawia, excuse me, Mr. Neely Fuller, he gives us an example of how we counteract racial showcasing. One, don't choose those positions. Mm-hmm. And if you're going to choose a position, I think I've mentioned it already, make sure that you speak as much tr- truth as um, you can, because you will be limited, but you want to say everything that you possibly can say without, of course, moderating yourself to remove the confusion, because you do not want to com- confuse your people. And no matter what's happening, always blame the white supremacists. Yeah, because <laughs> they world. You don't own nothing. And this is one of the things that get me so upset is that, for example, say a woman is raped by a man. Should we start questioning the woman as to what happened and everything and have her relive the trauma over and over like she's at fault? Or should we start attacking the man that raped her? It's Honey. like we as the victims of white supremacy, we're given the, the baton, the baton to fix it. Exactly. Because mind you, I can't rape myself. I have a canal and you have something that goes inside of it. If I'm blocking you to go in and you still find your way in, you the fuck at fault, not me. Yeah. That don't make no sense. And this is what this is the game that they play on us and we continue fall into it. When white people at my job try to talk about racism and white supremacy, I've learned that code is, is to ask them, well, what you doing about it to fix it? Because this is your people problem. Mm-hmm. You shouldn't do this to people. <laughs> I'm, I'm, it ain't, I, I'm supposed to, I'm not saying that I'm not 
responsible in finding a solution because hell yeah, I'm a victim of this. So I definitely want to be a part of the solution. But Dr. Um, excuse me, Mr. Neely Fuller does, he explains it in such a great analogy. He says, imagine a slave ship and the slave ship is planet earth. Now all the victims on the slave ship are bickering and fighting among each other, trying to figure out how to get off the ship, but nobody talks to the captain. Honey. <laughs> nobody spoke to <laughs> any of the mates that's running the ship. It's like, what are you doing? And mind you, if you got 5,000 folks, 5,000 victims on the slave ship, and you got 12 guards, the math ain't mapping. No, it's not. Because why we don't overthrow them for L? <laughs> If we are the majority. If we are the majority, but they... Because it's mental, right? Those mm-hmm. 12 have convinced us that we are the minority. Yeah. Because we download our numbers. That's what the we American black is not the same as the Caribbean black. The Caribbean black is not the same as the Brazilian. The Brazilian is not the same as the Cuban. If we really combined our racial numbers, even in the black category, we don't even got to go into the brown and yellow. Just in the black, black and brown category. Our numerical mm-hmm. number is there. But like you said, it's that mind computer that got to be reset. They have programmed us so well that they don't need whips and chains no more. It's on our brains. We it's do it to ourselves. We mm-hmm. do it to ourselves. And that's just, it, it, there is a, such a thing called cognitive dissonance. Yeah. Which it seems to be our problem. You mentioned this in the last show. You were saying you, you are tired of people knowing to do right and still choosing to do the other. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it's something of a study that I'm going to put more time and space into because we all become a victim of it. I know to eat well, but I just got to eat that Chick-fil-A. <laughs> you know, you know, we all get... Yeah, up. it's a misalignment between it what is. we know we should do and the things that we do. Yeah, so we do need some codes and systems and concepts to try to eradicate that because that is a huge problem that we all face, even with the ones that are as intentional as myself and Kahawia. We Uh get caught up in that too. So, and I'm glad that you brothers and sisters are hearing us say these things because I don't, we speak with so much conviction. (laughs) It's like, we're saying as if we got it right. Y'all got it. Because we passionate. I was just talking to my uncle about that. Like, look, bro, I know, I know this, that, and the third. Yes, I know it sounds like I'm taking things too seriously, but I'm passionate about what the fuck I'm saying. <laughs> now I'm passionate America about Badu. this, and I'm passionate about that. Yeah, yeah. And he was like, I'm starting to see that this might be a problem. And I'm what? like, not a problem for me to be passionate. <laughs> yeah. But it's the aggression, right? It, Automatically. It comes off aggressive, and for people who are not readily to be in that space of, you know, just speaking with conviction, speaking, you know, just in that heightened space, you know, it's, it comes off intimidating. Yeah. It comes off like, ooh, simmer down, scale that energy back. And it's like, nope. but for a why though. Exactly. But why? And I'm not. And, you know, um, I'm glad you said that, sis, because one of the things that we have to get into the space of, and I think I wrote this to you uh, when I wrote for your birthday, where it's like, continue to blow 
up and ignite your flame. And if people can't stand it, let them burn. Honey. Don't dim your light because somebody can't handle it. They need to find somewhere else to go then. Tiny burn up like a crisp. <laughs> so, yeah, we're not going to do that no more. So, the next one, number five, is racial sexual confusion. Now, they done did this horribly for the black men. I mean, I don't see much lesbian. I mean, the lesbian women are out there, too, because actually, this is a song that I really, really like, and I thought it was a man that was actually a girl. But they have confused. What song are you talking about? It's called Do You Think About Me? Her name is, I'm going to look for her name um, because I really like the song. And I only, you know, when you listen to a song and you only see that little caption, that little box, and mm-hmm. it shows like the album cover. So that's all I've witnessed. And when I shared it with him, he in return um, told me, was like, oh, was that a girl? And I had no idea that it was. Mm-hmm. Um, a girl so and I think she's like a Europe um, like a London she has like a, a European accent or a British um, accent but it's called Think mm-hmm. About Me I'll tell you right now and it's such a cute song but Mama's is <laughs> she a girl she a boy or a boy or she a girl I, it's just confusing and, and, and what's horrible is that they try to teach the babies as if this is a standard because my daughter, a lot of times, she's like, I don't get it. That's a boy. So I wonder yeah. how they're going to, you know, wh- what do they do to the babies? I haven't witnessed anyone out publicly disciplining a child for not being gender neutral. But that's that's coming to, to pass. I can see them making an example of a child of some kind of stupid hate because the child didn't um, adhere to the pronouns. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I'm going to look up that song and tell y'all what it is. Because, oh, yeah, it's by Aina Brion. It's A-I-N-A-B-R-E-I-I-O-N. So, if you look at the album cover, it looks like a straight boy. But when you look at the video, it's a girl. Mm, And it's such a cute song. She just repeats the same line over and over. But the beat is nice. The vibe is dope. And I'm thinking she's talking about a man. She's talking about a girl. Mm. I mean, I thought she was talking about a girl. The man was talking to me, but he, she was actually talking. See, it's just too much. <laughs> confusion. <laughs> Sexual confusion. And every family member that have gone that route, that is so-called lesbian or gay, they went through some kind of trauma. So can the people who have never been through some type of trauma that's gay, please stand up. Because I don't think y'all exist. Mm. Everyone that I found to be gay have gone through some type of trauma and then they diverted. Now, that's not to say not to love them because I I went on a trip with a whole bunch of lesbian women and it was the best trip of my life. Mm. I had a great time. However, when I get back home to my daughter, I'm not going to normalize their choice of lifestyle, even though I love them and respect them as a people. I'm not going to encourage her to go that route. Yeah. I still tell her about what, so what husband you gonna pick? It uh-huh. ain't no good woman you gonna pick to. I'm open to it. No, we're not playing that game. So, according to Mr. Neely Fuller, by us playing the sexual role confusions, this eliminates men's ability to be treated as men. They'll always be in a position as a boy, and women are always gonna continue to be in a position of emotionally immature girls. Uh huh. 
when this constant sexual um, confusion role plays out. And this is I, this made me think of Sister Shahrazad Ali's books. But she yeah, talked I thought about, about her too. Yeah, because it's like this is it's like this homosexuality world keeps us in an untrained state. Uh huh. So you know, it's a lot to think about, and one of the things that we must come up with is a counter system to the problem. So what do we do? How do we avoid sexual confusion? Mr. Neely Fuller strongly suggests that we don't engage in this um, counter sex code. We don't do anything to promote any act of so-called homosexuality, lesbianism, anything. Or practice it. Mm-hmm. So that's one of the things that we can do to avoid and that we can also ensure that we're not teaching our babies like we mentioned before mm-hmm. as if this is a as this as if it is sex because according to Neely Fuller it is not sex it's counter sex okay so the most destructive and I didn't realize that this is considered but I guess it makes sense outside of white supremacy racism he says sexual intercourse sexual play sexual confusion all of sex in general, especially with in regards to inter- interracial relationships, mm-hmm. this is the main component of encouraging racism and white supremacy to exist. Yeah. The main component, the interracial relationship. I had spoken to a brother about this on my travels. Um, I, I had a guy approach me, Indian man, very, very disrespectful. I wouldn't say he's disrespectful, but he was completely frank as to why he was interested in me. He was enamored by my derriere and was just sharing how he never had the experience of a black woman, would love to have the experience of black women, yada, yada, yada. And then I tried to, before I dismissed him and told him his time expired talking to me, I did engage him a little just to see where his brain computer was. And I asked him, I said, would you ever consider having a, you know, being with a black woman? He's like, yeah, definitely. I said, so... And then he asked me in return, would I? And I said, no. I said, because I know that even though I may love that man, his family is not going to love my children. And they may not even like me. And who would want to deal with that? And why would I want to set my children up to be um, not accepted? So his response to that was, oh, no, my family? Oh, we have a lot of interracial relationships. And I said, well, share, which, who, where do they come from? And he named all of these places in Europe and Asia. I said, oh. that you ain't mentioned nobody black. And then oh. you ask you talking to me about my butt. So, brother, excuse me, sir. Have a good day. Your time oh. is up in talking to me. <laughs> he was like, Oh, I'm sorry if I offended you. I said, No, you didn't offend me. You gave me some insight as to what you're thinking, but now I'm done with you. Good day. Honey. Two snaps on networks. I wouldn't came up with them good words. I'd have cut that man out from the rooter to the tutor. <laughs> But I notice I have a power in getting people to be honest about what they're thinking. And that's what Godfather said. Don't, don't, don't let nobody know what you're thinking. And I mean, don't let nobody know what you're thinking, honey. So I was practicing that power and it worked. Because he either would have got a piece of my mind or he got a piece of my eye. <laughs> because, <laughs> child, the way my eyes be cutting that, folks. I know. I know. But you, we, we need the balance. We need we both. Need the balance. 
We need both of the situations. We need the battle. But you know what? I need to be able to listen. I'm going to be, I'm going to see what I can do about channeling my energy to be more open so I can have one of these experiences. One of these experiences. Like I almost said experiments, right? <laughs> so I can have yeah. one of these experiences and see how well I do. See if, see how well I practice what I've learned. Yes. So there's two concepts I want to mention to you, brothers and sisters, from different scholars so you, or in different independent thinkers. So I mentioned the, um, Dr. Frances Cresswelson, late Dr. Frances Cresswelson, she has passed. She said that, you know, white people do not want everyone to populate because then their race will be eradicated. However, Yash Kara, sevenstage.com, he's been mentioning as of late that they are selective in breeding with blacks because they know that they need melanin in -hmm. order to survive the generations to come. Mm -hmm. There are terms called weepy boy syndrome. White boys are, out of all the babies that are born, they're the quickest to die. White children anyway, but the white boys, they tend to die more than any other race of baby. Our babies are the strongest. They tend to, according to Dr. Amos Wilson, if you were listening to our previous shows, our babies tend to supersede all race races mm-hmm. up until the age of when they're starting to learn to speak. Because this is where the confusion comes into play. Yeah, so, they in a foreign land with foreign folk. Yeah, and foreign thought process. Because if you don't constantly, and, I, and me, even as intentional as I am, I still see that I dropped the ball in certain areas of worlds where I have to reiterate to my children that it's, you know, you don't have to focus on being a, a specific size. I have a niece who's very plump and beautiful, thick girl. Sometimes she's, you know, enamored by my daughter's some ways and she wants that. And it's like, no, baby girl, you will never be that. That's just not your body type. And you're beautiful as is. So, you know, we there's so many um, areas of growth that we have that we need to build upon. And one of the areas that Yash Karada, go back to my subject, he said that we need to teach our babies how special they are in a respect that they should never want to play in other races. So when I've said before in the past, and I'm going to stop saying that, that when black men, when they get of age to be intimate, they can go ahead and play with the other races and then they can come back to black women and build family. I'm going to make sure that I'm clear today. I do not agree with that anymore. I don't think black men should play with other races. They should stay true to their woman and not play at all. Playtime is over in that world. Playtime is over. We are dying. We need to survive this. You should not want to hop from woman to woman. First of all, there's so many diseases. Now we got monkey pox. And sex shouldn't be about playing anyway. Sex shouldn't be about playing family family building, reproducing. None of that shit should be about playing. You want to play? Pull up a goddamn chair and a board of Scrabble and play that. <laughs> Don't be out and, here. And Could enjoy it. masturbation. Enjoy masturbation. But for the men, honey... Listen, don't be listen. Even when you masturbate with yourselves, don't get every night. Hold some of that. (laughs) Practice human retention out here, okay? For the longevity of your life, for the longevity of your erection throughout your life, for your um, for the longevity of your mind and your brain, and Mm -hmm. how you're gonna produce in this world and your work ethic. All of that is aligned, sweetie. 
I love that you Don't mentioned that. Don't just be spilling your life force over into no damn garbage can or no sock all the time. That's That's you're going to want to let that out, right? And whatever. But make sure that you're not letting it out so much. Yeah, well, you just laying there looking at the woman and you leaking over. Honey. <laughs> That's what you got to practice that time with so. So, yes. So, I'm glad that you mentioned that. So, yeah, my babies, I let them know you don't want to dilute your seed. You don't want to dilute your fertilization process. Mm. Choose your own. Period. Yeah. So, racial white sacrifice confusion. That is the last one. So we get confused by this one immediately. Why? Because when a white person is playing another white person, I mean, they on our team, right? Honey, or we be like, oh, see, racism. Racism is from the 1970s. It ain't got nothing to do with what's happening now. Racism is a back-in-the-day thing. That thing don't still exist because, look, if it did, why would they kill each other? Mm-hmm. And we wrong, if that's what you're thinking. <laughs> wrong, wrong, wrong. Because, again, white supremacy racism is a business. So they know that they're going to lose and win some. So guess what? When they kill some of their own, that's a loss. Honey, and, and they know that to keep us confused, that's what they got to do. These yeah. are the theatrics that they got to pull. And they like, listen, don't worry about it. I'm going to take care of your family. But you're going to die, though. Yeah. <laughs> You gonna die, but I'm gonna put these assets for your generation so your grand's gonna be good. And they the sacrifice. Yep. What, what, what's that? Um, Claudius, Honey. as long as you keep this lie alive, <laughs> you, we will protect your family. Yeah. Kill yourself and we'll take care of the family. Ain't mm-hmm. that something? So, yeah. Um, he closes out as to what are the benefits to the system of white supremacy through the use of six major strategies for confusion. The first one he said is that it provides weapons to non-whites in situations where they are more most likely to use those weapons against each other. So again, we all of the gangs and the and the gun fear that's happening, we don't do no damn no manufacturing of guns. Honey, we don't do no manufacturing of guns. We don't even know we don't even have the status to go somewhere and get those guns and bring them back across state lines. Them motherfuckers drop them shits off into the inner cities in the middle of the night or in whatever fucking vehicle they do. And that's how they fucking get distributed into your neighborhoods. So when you see, um, especially like, what's that in Chicago? You got 10 year olds with Mac 10s. Yeah. And what? that's what they say. And that's what they say. Cause there's a lot of reports coming out now where they're saying that the the gang activity is happening among the adults, but they have people implants coming into the community, getting paid to create chaos and shooting women and children and making it seem like it's gang related. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's the dices are loaded. This is I mean, why it's the same thing that they do right with the riots in the city, right? You got all these people with fucking hoods on and masked mm-hmm. up and all the things, and them is white folks tearing up the buildings and they trying to make it seem like oh look because the black people are rioting this is what's happening first of all many nine times out of ten we out there peaceful protest like a motherfucker we ain't breaking up nobody's shit nine times out of ten but if you start the breaking up the shit now we not gonna just watch no tv not be you know because <laughs> it be like that sometimes but like yeah. you're not starting that bullshit and 
and this is not to say that sometimes we ain't right but you still got to look and see what the fuck is happening because a lot of times we don't be they yeah. should be playing it that way and it make it seem like it's that way and they could easily shift the blame and a lot of that shifting the blame is just so they have a reason to stop and frisk everybody that night yeah Man. This is this is why we didn't talk. We haven't talked about spirituality in a while, but your your spirituality gotta be on point. I pray all the time. I'm so thankful for my ancestors. I don't call God God or Jesus. I still say Yah Elohim. I practice saying the terms um, of what is the Most High's name based on my teachings for brothers and sisters that I trust. And just me being spiritually connected and thankful, I really feel that keeps me safe because I have the things that I've pulled myself out of and away from the power of prayer and practice really work. It's just who you praying to. Some of y'all is praying straight to the devil. Oh, if I could just get that money. Oh, if I could just get that car. Oh, if I could just get that B. And one thing, I'm shout out to Yashka Rock because I've been listening to him a lot lately because he's my church. Some people go to church. I listen to his show. Um, so everything he say is a little, you know, some things he say is uh, I don't agree with. But when he talks about scriptures, he breaks scriptures down in a way where it really realigns and reconnects my soul. And one of the things he reminds us is that something that you that is worth you having, you go through something for it. Mm-hmm. And it's like that same terminology. The best things in life are not free. Well, more so you have to work for it. You have to earn it. So when it's when it's actually something given to you, like the most high, Yah Elohim, as I would, would say, you, you're going through some type of refinement stage. You're going to be pushed down. You're going to be tested to see if you're truly true. Mm-hmm. The, the, when you operate in an evil world, they give you everything up front. Tiny. You ain't got to do nothing for it. Now you got to do something for it. Oh, you got to do something for it. That shit come in the back end. <laughs> they make it seem like shit sweet. <laughs> and that's the trickery. Soul takers. That's the trickery. That is. So we got to stop getting tricked in this system. And the way we cannot get tricked in this system and we can develop a system that is going to allow us to survive and prep our babies for survival is, you know, we, we suggest coming up with your own independent compensatory code system concept to eliminate racism, white supremacy. Because if you eliminate that, you're pretty much preserving mm-hmm. your own being. Absolutely. That's what you do. That is what you do. And that is that one that... And let me see how we going to do the breakdown for the next. I think I had it too in my mind. I don't think I marked it. Um, yeah, let's finish off this chapter. Okay. So we're so going to go from the up. law of compensation okay. to page 56. Perfect. Let me so right before it. area one. Yes, I'm always calling Kahali. Like, where did we end at? <laughs> and you know what? What tripped me out, y'all? She don't call me two days before we scheduled to record. She called me the day of. <laughs> and when I tell y'all, grind my gears. Grind. I know we do. Because Sister Kahali, I operate on. I told you once. If I tell you twice, <laughs> I told you too many times. So you're damn sure better not ask me a third time. But you know what? I love my sister.
And I don't care that she, I care that that's who she is. I just accept it. But I am who I am. I'm a woman of redundancy. What you said again? Listen. <laughs> hey, I listen. That. I accept her too because, listen, at the beginning of this show, she asked me something again. And, 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 and I was like, you know what? I'm going to take this moment to hold my tongue. <laughs> And even she that, never right? Got I annoyed with my me. tongue, but I had to say something. I had to let her know <laughs> that I'm choosing to hold my tongue. I couldn't just not say nothing and just answer the question. No, 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 no. I had to. Well, she she ain't hold her tongue at one point because sister, I'm telling you, sister, if she gave you the experience <laughs> one and she know you received the message, she is not about sending that message a second time. She, I complimented her on her hair. Now I know that when she do her hair, she do big twists. But I'm just assuming maybe someone else did her hair. She got offended that I didn't know that those were she put in her head. Now, I do know this, but <laughs> she gave me the experience. I had the message. It was received. Damn it. Why you didn't understand today? <laughs> but, you know. Listen, I, she was like, well, you normally have somebody else. You have to listen. When it's the silly twist, I does them myself now. <laughs> I guess. And you know what? I didn't mean to come off of it, I guess, because I just did them. I had just done them, and I ain't really, I didn't even feel like doing them. My hair was preconditioning for all of a week, because y'all know, wash day for me is wash week, and um, it just rolled <laughs> like that. And I was like, you cannot go to work tomorrow and not have washed your hair. So I was like, you know what, I'm just going to wash my hair. I'm going to finally put these twists in and call it a day, honey. And then after I just did them, done twist up on my fingers and you talking about something, oh, you did it yourself? <laughs> yeah, girl. No, I said somebody else did it. <laughs> honey, yeah, just, I'm like, what? I, I did it. <laughs> oh, well, but honey, I like the way you like, now you know. still come back together because then that's when you have yeah. true sisterhood. We don't always we we've been more so in a period of state of not liking each other's movements as of late and still able to move forward with each other. That's true sisterhood because um, it's not going to always be, you know, grounds of no tension and just straight joy. We have moments when we really grind each other wheels, but we push through because uh -huh. we understand our mission. We understand our agenda and we appreciate the authenticity that we each share and respect it. Mm -hmm. so, yeah for sure and yeah. we take space right because this time listen yeah bring a time be on the phone you supposed to be working on what you supposed to be working on i'm supposed to be working on what i'm supposed to be working on what the hell we got to talk about until it's worked on yeah that's true too taking that space and that time you take that to, space to you build. reconvene hey what have you accomplished yeah exactly copy and then we move on from there like it's it's always love but yeah we're gonna do to the end of this and I done called it a chapter, even though Manly Fuller Jr. don't call it no chapter. Yeah, he sure don't. <laughs> what he calls them, but <laughs> we go. So page out that section. So page forty, like you said, to fifty-six. Yes, man. The end of forty to fifty-six. Cool. So we as we start with the law of compensation down to fifty-six. Yes. Okay. Cool. All right. Well, that's all I have. If that's it for you. Yes, sir. Lady y'all. To the loo. <laughs> <laughs>
We done made a habit flipping nothing into something. Triple every dollar, dog. I put that on my mama. Ooh, I think they like me cause I talk about my commas. If I had to do it to it, I'd be frontline with the llama. So I suggest you act right or get left. Uh, kill him with the baseline. Treble clef, uh, put it in the stock and then we ship it overseas. And when that Freddy came back, it was more than what we needed. So I suggest you play your part and get it to him. What we doing? Judy is the tribe that nappy head is super duper. If you ain't rolling with us, then a ticket you against us. So you better keep your cool and keep it moving. Hope you're listening. Let me break it down for a second. Wait, wait. You and I are not the same. Split the cake and my lady mode alone is supposed to snakes. Uh, don't know why they hit me. I'm just trying to elevate the beast in love, but don't mistake it. If you got it, get it. Shake it, nigga. This is what you want. We can get into it if you're trying to build your world. I can put you in direct connection with the plug. Yeah, you need it until I put you on. Let me break it down for a second, wait, wait You and I are not the same, split the cake and all Let him hold it on his poses stance, uh Don't know why they hear me, I'm just trying to elevate The peace and love, but don't mistake it If you got it, get it, shake it, nigga You're free, so why not me? Just afraid of what's beyond the world we see. Knowledge is free, wisdom takes time. I got a lot of things that cloud up in my mind. No time to hide, let go of pride. If you peel away, just might heal what's inside. I've fallen high, I've fallen low I get back up and keep it going Got that soul, there is no flow Only see sky I'm resilient and they cannot figure why, why, why See, it's hard to believe that a spirit so bright Can be filled with a cup full of pain Might sleep close to the edge, shed the tears in the night Use the pain as a ship set of chains There's no name for the space in the mind That feels weak when for help, they all call your name Smoke some herb, have a drink, scream and shout We might do, but to feel that would be insane How about we change, tired of saying Not quite liberated from those mental chains I know your pain, walked in that lane Steps and expect things to change. We fallin' high, we fallin' low. We get back up and keep it going. Got that soul. There is no flow. Only see sky. You're resilient and they cannot figure why, why, why. Lose, lose all faith and fear. Your mind ain't wanting near No one can keep you down Stand tall
that voice in your head Don't need that extra proof Don't let the lines keep you from your natural flow Just go All the way.